Welcome to Straight Talk on Health. I'm your host, Dr. Chet Salasco. Straight Talk on Health is recorded in conjunction with WGVU in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I examine the world of health, whether it's research that makes the news, another miracle diet, or a new food fad, I look at the science behind them and then let you know whether it's real or not. You can check out other things that I do on my website, drchet.com, and please sign up for the free emails. Two recently published studies on oily, cold water fish and two conditions warrant closer examination. Well, let's begin with a study on fish consumption and chronic kidney disease. By definition, chronic kidney disease is the loss of kidney function over time. The kidneys are the major blood filtering system, so the continued decline can impact the entire body in a very negative way. Researchers selected 19 studies from 12 countries to perform a meta-analysis. The key variables were blood levels of omega-3 fatty acid and subtypes. That includes icosapentaenoic acid, EPA, docosahexaenoic acid, DHA, and DPA, docosapentaenoic acid. Those come from seafood, plus alpha-linolenic acid from plant sources. They also measured the estimated glomular filtration rate as well. The researchers identified over 25,000 participants that met the criteria and were included in the analysis. Over a median of 11.3 years of follow-up, almost 5,000 people developed chronic kidney disease. Higher levels of total seafood omega-3s were associated with a lower chronic kidney disease risk. In comparing categories of omega-3 levels, subjects with total seafood omega-3 levels in the highest quintile had a 13% lower risk of developing chronic kidney disease compared with those in the lowest quintile. The association appeared consistent across subgroups by age, estimated glomular filtration rate, and prior diagnosis of hypertension, diabetes, and coronary artery disease at baseline. While this was an observational study, there appeared to be an inverse relationship between blood levels of omega-3s from seafood sources and the development of chronic kidney disease. Omega-3s from plant sources had no impact. Do we know if this included supplementation with omega-3s? That was not tested in this study. But is it surprising? If it were, not at all. About 12 years ago, a woman contacted me who had genetically determined chronic kidney disease. All her family had died by the time they were 50. She was now approaching 60 years. She had decided to do all she could with her lifestyle to live as long and as well as she could. She asked me if there might be any type of diet or supplement that might help her condition. I couldn't comment on her diet because she had already done everything I could have recommended. One thing about the kidneys, there's really nothing in nutrients such as vitamins, minerals, or other supplements that are specific to kidney health, with the exception of water and reducing sodium. But in my background research then, I came across a rodent study that caught my attention. Several research groups were testing fish oil to see if it could be beneficial for kidney disease. One particular study stood out. 
They fed the rats corn oil as a control, plain fish oil, high EPA fish oil, and high DHA fish oil. Then they chemically damaged their kidneys while continuing the diets. When they sacrificed the animals and examined their kidneys, the high DHA group had recovered kidney function. Humans are not rodents, but if something isn't going to do anybody any harm, there's nothing left to try except dialysis and a kidney transplant, it might be worth a try. The equivalent amount given to the animals adjusted for human size would have been 9 grams of high DHA fish oil. The upper limit for fish oil is set at 5 grams per day. So she decided to take 5 grams of high DHA fish oil every day. Her kidney function improved to the extent that she had another 5 years without having to have kidney transplant. As happens in these things, we lost touch after that. When this latest study was published, it didn't surprise me at all that recent research is supporting DHA for kidney health. Let's turn to the study on seafood and lung health. Lung function declines as we age. Depending on how we treat our lungs, our habits can determine the rate of decline. Working in toxic situations, or even worse, smoking cigarettes, can accelerate that decline. That's why a recent study that examined blood levels of omega-3 fatty acids and measures of lung function found that our diet has a tremendous impact on lung function. Let's take a look. There were actually two studies reported in the paper. I'll stick to the longitudinal study. Although both demonstrated the positive impact of omega-3s on lung function, let's start with a couple of definitions first. Forced expiratory volume, one, is the amount of air that can be forcefully breathed out in one second. Normal range, 25 to 3,200 milliliters. Forced vital capacity is the amount breathed out after a normal exhalation. The normal range is 3,700 to 4,800 ml. One more thing. In this study, the mean rate of lung function decline was 36.8 ml per year for forced expiratory volume 1 and about 36 ml per year for forced vital capacity. That's about 1% per year if left unchecked. Researchers examined a pooled group of studies that were part of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute pooled cohort study. Studies were chosen because of the repeated measurements of both lung function and plasma phospholipid omega-3 fatty acids. The study found that the higher omega-3 fatty acid levels were associated with less decline in lung function for 15,000 of the participants. The omega-3 that provided the most benefit, no surprise, was the omega-3 fatty acid DHA. In plain English, the more the DHA levels increased over time, the more the decline in lung function was prevented. Now, I know that sounds funny to say prevented decline, but to say that it improved lung function would be incorrect. In both studies, nutritional information wasn't collected, or if it was collected, it wasn't used in the statistical analysis performed. The assumption seems to be that seafood were the primary sources of omega-3 fatty acids, and that may be true, but it raises a question about the potential for using omega-3s in dietary supplements. Would the same response occur in reducing the risk of chronic kidney disease, and preventing the loss of lung function? We just don't know at this time. 
But it also raises another question. Many studies on the benefits of omega-3 supplements on heart health and other organs are often less than overwhelming. Could it be that there's a nutrient or other nutrients in fish that together with omega-3s could contribute to benefits? Or could it be that there's a factor that helps with digestion, absorption, and utilization in the actual form of omega-3s used in the supplements? We just don't know that either. While the benefits of omega-3s, specifically DHA, were small, the fact that they prevented decline over years contributes to aging with a vengeance. I think having a diet that includes the regular intake of fatty fish is the key to a healthy lifestyle. And I still think that regular use of fish oil supplements may prove to be beneficial once they get some of the other research questions answered as to source and form of omega-3s that's the best. As the research continues, I'll keep you posted. Until next time, this is Dr. Chet Solasco saying, health is a choice, people. Choose wisely today and every day.